Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, we're keeping yeah. paperwork now. Is there a file here? That, can I, do you have a file? Yeah, cabinet? I just leave the shit on the bar. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully okay. you guys won't scribble on my bar. I know. I need a magazine. Well, hey there. The Pack Philip Podcast is about this. this. You can always follow the show through Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook if you're still into that sort of thing. The show is streamed live every Tuesday at 6 o'clock Pacific on our Pack Filler Productions YouTube channel, as well as on the Podbean app. <laughs> you can call the show directly from Podbean and chat along in the discussion on both platforms. Now let's get to the Pack Filler Podcast. You guys can all tell the Jack's here. Everybody knows when Jack's here. You know, <laughs> I've been listening to the past couple of shows. I wasn't here, and Pat talks over that. But and then I, he and then he then he rips me. But one I know what I know when the important. Well, you're the host. Are being well, so, I mean, yeah, I, this is I, my I, playground. I'm going to fucking fuck take my toys and lock the door before we kick off. Let's give thanks to Gooder Sunglasses. Jackson himself approves of the newest model, the VRG, for riding. Jackson, correct me if I'm wrong. No, they're they're. I love them. They're great. I they are my riding glasses now. It's the ones with the lenses all the way across. They look like the Blues Brothers from 2021. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Exactly. Uh, get thee to gooder.com, grab a pair or six, and if you are Team Pack Filler, if you are a member of Team Pack Filler, I'm, I'm not going to say this after this week because it's over. The, the, the pledge drive, if we were public radio, is over after this week. So if you are a Pack Filler member, there's a pair going to you in the mail next week in May's swag box. So... Get on to the website, click Club Pack Filler, and join as soon as humanly possible because uh, it ends May 1st. Also, big thanks to Giant Bicycles. If it has two wheels, Giant makes it. If it has a purpose to go fast, have fun, and feel great, Giant makes it. Get to your nearest Giant dealer today or check them out at giantbikes.com. So without further ado, let's do this. See, I'm not saying anything. You've obviously never played the silence game. 
You know what's funny? This is the first time this doesn't come in hot. I know. I was just turning it up, too. <laughs> That's the first time I'm not saying, God, this, the, the theme's hot, isn't it? <laughs> well, in my opinion, this classic season is over. Although we have the fall races, as well as Perry-Roubaix in October, hopefully. Uh, so let's take a moment to raise our glasses and thank Madonna del Gisalo for giving us a great spring campaign, right? I hope you guys did that at home or in your office cubicle or driving down the road, wherever you might be. Welcome to the Pack Filler. I'm Pat Bulger. We are live on Podbean and YouTube. And with me is the best panel of cycling pundits since Winning Magazine closed its doors. When oh. did Winning close? And nineties was it? Some part in the nineties. Yeah. I fucking love that magazine. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, so his only weaknesses are hamstring cramps and his newfangled shit hatred, Mister Paul Maine. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> Next, his only weaknesses are swear words and a tender knee that requires CBD, Jackson Bulger. That's pretty true, yeah. I'm not too bad, yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty much 100% on these. His only weaknesses are shiny things and a second home that requires a working shower, Jack Broadhead. You can talk. He won't even hey. respond. Hey. <laughs> it me, works. Me, and, and finally to make it a, just a perfection quad. Quafecta, what, whatever the fucking that word would be for, Fecta. Quafecta. My only weaknesses is that I care too much. Hi, everybody. I'm Pat Bolger. Quafecta. Quafecta? That sounds bad. That sounds like a swear word, isn't it? I always thought that was a bad thing. Gentlemen, this is the last show that will feature Jackson remotely broadcasting as a college undergraduate. I just Yay, want to take a moment for that. Yeah, we didn't make it this far. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's hot. That is hot. That is a loud it, sound it effect. It deserves a hot. It did. It yeah. did deserve it really loudly. Because so, he's going to be a graduate. Yeah, he is. Jackson, Jackson Bulger's the end's in sight, man. How you feeling? Yeah, it's coming here soon. Uh, feels weird. I have said this a billion times, but... You know, you go to school uh, beginning, like, what, three years old, and um, now, as of, not to announce my own birthday, but as of tomorrow, I'll be 22, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do after I go to school, after I don't have to go to school anymore, so it's going to feel weird being a real adult. Okay, there, there's a lot to digest there. Number one, we should all say, because we aren't going to be able to say this in in, on a show so uh happy birthday man happy Cheers. 22nd birthday. Happy birthday so yeah to you to, oh, yeah. to and yours you know on thanks guys <sighs> what are you drinking there sparky not your father's root beer oh you are you are you're drinking, oh, the, he's he's drinking got, a, yeah he's drinking the hard root beer yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. boy's not fucking around maybe when he turns 21 he can drink real beer 22 22 hours a yeah, yeah. He'll drink real beer. Yeah. Yeah. But as I said in past shows, do you remember what you drank when you were 21 to 22? Yes, I do. What was it? Uh, I was up. drinking uh, import yeah. beers down at Spokane uh, Grape and Grain. In Spokane. Oh, remember. You remember that? Steadily? Yeah. That's the only place because I'd go to the college keggers and they, we were drinking like Lucky Log yeah. and, and Bud, Bud Light. And I did have a kegerator with my roommates. 
with Budweiser. I can't even handle See? that now. See? Okay. Yeah. So let he without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. You were a terrible fucking person. Yeah, also I drink Budweiser. At one point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackson's at least not doing that. I mean, at least he's staying away from Bud and Bud Light. Yeah. Right, Jackson? He likes the lime. Bud Light lime. Do you, you don't drink No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I stay away from that. I'm not the biggest lover of beer. I like ciders a lot, yeah. as we know, but yeah. yeah. Site with a Huckleberry one the other day, and it kind of—I cried. I cried a little bit. <laughs> I cried a little bit. So, um, what's left on the plate for the graduation plan here? What? What? What's, what's on it? Yeah. So, uh, coming up, I have uh, my finals, uh, and once that's done, then <laughs> who the hell knows? You know, um, taking a summer. Uh, in the situation that I am in. Uh, so that'll be nice just to have that time. And then, yeah, start to, we will no longer live here in this lovely area of Portland, Oregon after the summer. So, um, yeah, you we'll be guys coming back. What? No, go ahead. Well, yeah, we'll be coming back to your neck of the woods. So that that's all, that's all I really have planned so far. Um, yeah, a little freaky, but exciting. It's so weird. I remember walking out of my last college class going, that's it. What now? Well, I mean, it was, is there is somebody supposed to go, oh, cool, here you go. Here's your ticket to adulthood. Um, this is where you park. Um, this is where you are over here. And suddenly, by the way, you have all-knowing clarity, and you're able to figure out your entire life, and your finances are good, and soon you're going to have a family and a picket fence and 2.3 children. That, ne- that person never showed up. Kind of the same feeling when you have your first kid. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, take it home. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, crap. What? <laughs> this Where's is real. manual here? Yeah. 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 Who's been riding this last yeah. week? I'm going. I'm moving Fuck. on to the podcast. Who's been riding this week? Jack already dropped yep. his. Dropped my hit. Dropped my pin. Dropped my head. Quit. Yeah. Jack, do you want to go first? Busy. Have you yeah. ridden it? Have no, you ridden it? Fuck no. Have you ran? Yes. Okay. Okay. We don't, don't, we don't want any explanation. I'm trying to stay fit. Okay. And, and I'm on a diet right now. Yeah. A no alcohol diet. He's he's that's, in, that's athletic. He's mm-hmm. enjoying athletic. an athletic brewing mm-hmm. company beer. Right I am now. enjoying it actually. I like it. You you did have some honest critique well, when we started out, it, and that's completely yeah, fair. Not, yeah, it's but it, but I'm enjoying it. I'm more than you guys are enjoying your beer right now. So because <laughs> it's a race. <laughs> uh, Jackson, how was your ride week? Uh, it was. Good. I um, like I said last week. I got my first round of the shot. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And I went out the day after, and my arm hurt a little, quite. Actually, no, quite a lot. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if uh, the listener or you guys know this feeling, but you ever have have it where you get a shot and your arm hurts so bad you feel kind of sick because of it. Ooh. Uh, that's kind of how I felt. It was just like the pain was like kind of a little overwhelming at some point, so it just hurt a little bit. But then. After that ride, I um, did another one, and I felt a lot better. did some sprints, and uh, the weekly ride for uh, this upcoming Tuesday, will be that will be uh, covering that one. So, oh, okay. Yeah, but I've been able to get out two times. Like, well, I guess Wednesday and Thursday. So, two. So Wednesday and Friday. What, two? Wednesday and Friday? Okay. So you're, you're, you're at two. Jax is leading the charge at two rides per week. Palmine, how was your ride week? I would be tied, but oh. I, I screwed up. Because Saturday we decided. We, God we, damn it! I, oh. Yeah, so 
It's supposed to rain. No, I'm not mad can. at Paul. I'm no. not mad at Paul. I'm mad at... I, I that raised his head up. He's yeah. like, oh, he wanted to see a fight. He's not mad at somebody else. Did he tell you to go to the wrong place? No, no. Okay. Nothing like that. Right. We both kind of wrote Saturday off because it was supposed. To, we were supposed to get a half inch yeah, or three-quarter inches of rain, yeah. rain all yeah. day. And so I already made my plans, told my wife what I was going to do. I was going to work around the house and I had all these things halfway through oh, and I'm shit. looking outside and it's like it's barely even spitting yeah and then when I finally I'm going to rush through and get it done what happens I get everything done and it's pouring About three o'clock pouring yeah, the, the, the afternoon was rough yeah, it was, so, morning was time to ride so yeah. then I started another I project which I needed <laughs> <laughs> I started another project since it was raining sure. I need to finish it in the morning and then by the time I finish my next little project around the house it was three o'clock and i said screw it i just yeah. did a short little 23 miler oh so sunday you got out. some yeah, in I got out. okay yeah. i got one weekday ride in uh on wednesday 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 i rode on wednesday rode outdoors and i went out and did my kind of my south hill loop and i'm trying to go fast on the hills well fast Fast for me on the hills, <laughs> and and so I, d- I did that. And then on um, once a week, I've been trying to do a strengthening video and some form of yoga because my shoulders. I gotta I gotta admit the fact that my shoulders are not going to get any better unless I do something about it. So I I've been doing sh- shoulders and core and back. Um, Gabriel Benjamin has some stuff out there that I was using, and I was using some Sufferfest stuff too that was really good. And I I feel. I feel sore for two to three days after doing this stuff. And 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 that's not the yoga, but that's after doing the strengthening stuff, which is telling me that I'm probably doing stuff I should be doing. I'm muscular sore, like I, I got a good workout in. So it was it, it was nice. Um, unfortunately, the weekend was basically the same as you. Mm-hmm. I, I agreed that I would help, well, not help, I would start putting in my countertops. And so I got, I got one half of them cut and stained slash sealed and now i'm going to put them in and then the other half i got to figure out it's here too but got all that done but um you know wife kept looking at me going you said you're gonna fucking do this yeah when you were building your studio you went downstairs and did it you cranked it out you were i mean you i saw you getting up at four o'clock in the morning to put another coat onto the top of the bar (laughs) but you won't put in our kitchen countertops because you say it's gonna rain so yeah she's right she's right and um, and so I had to do that. There we go, uh, Jack. Last time you were on the show, we had an, we had a challenge that we were all going to say we were going to pick some events that we were going to do uh, for this year. And, and dude, I'm not throwing you under the bus. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're in trouble yeah. or anything. I'm not like in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We know you had a party at the house this weekend, Jack. I and, did. and we just want to talk to you about party it. And let you know house. we're very disappointed. No, I'm giving you the father conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somebody say a bad word. You're drinking at the same time. No, just yeah. I I still I still <laughs> haven't figured out what the hell I'm doing with. Uh, how do you how do you pick goal races when you're not riding? You feel like well, you pick them. And you then pick them late. And then, no, you pick them and oh. then you start riding. You got you got August. I got all the month of August. Yeah. On yeah. August is the state River championship. City. Yeah, and there's three races there. Well, you could do two, the road race, but the crit would be good because that's state championships. The pool. Or district. The district. pond. We oh, have a pond and oh, a pool. The Where, pond would be good that, for you. What is that course? Uh, it's. I'll show you. The crit? Well, well, crit course is out of Buck Knives. 
Where? At Buck Knives and Post Falls. Mm. For those who I've listen to this show who have no idea yeah. what we're talking about, it is actually around a manufacturer of a company that makes knives, oh, Buck yeah, Knives, yeah, okay. and they're cool, yeah. badass camping and utility knives, and some, and they have them for preems. So no they shit. give away weapons know. for wow. preems. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. So you could do that. And if you did yeah. the time trial, that would be all three in one weekend, Jack. You like time trials? I fucking hate time trials. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, Jackson. So, in other words, you're not you're not. I'm still not ready. Down. I'm not ready to wow. tell you. Wow. Nope. You know, we were gonna do it. weren't we gonna do that at my house? Vance Creek. The... Vance Creek is in. They have another one, I think, in June or July. Okay, that one. Let's do that. Okay, but that's one for me. Okay. Yeah. You. I, I want to go out to Vance Creek. Okay, yeah, I'll do that in July. July or June, I can't remember. It'd be nice and. <clears throat> 52 degrees if it's and early, raining. Yeah. If it, if it's, <laughs> Instead if it's, of 40 degrees yeah, and raining. 50, 48 and raining. If it's early it's July, Nightwing and I are out because we're going to Belgian yeah. Waffle Ride, which is yeah. 17th, right, Jay? 16th, Something like that. 16, 17. Yep, sure. yep, 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 yep. Okay, so no commitment from nope. Jack. Wow. Just start with me. At Vance Creek. Yeah, yeah, Vance Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start with yeah. me. Okay, I got just one. Okay, yeah. that's one. Paul, what let's get a recap. What were you what were yours? Well, Vance Creek will be the first Vance one. Vance Creek. And then uh the R C three. R C three which is two stage. Omnium. Yeah. That should be a well, it's three one. stages. That should be a one. Mm-hmm. That okay. weekend should be one race. Uh, but I want it to be a one whether you do all three are one because then he'll do the crit. Yeah. Well we're, yeah. we have a lighter change. standard for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do all three of that and then Everybody grab the glass. Turn to bloom. Oh, yeah. There's more in the fridge, Jack. Yeah, I'm going to have more. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's your recap. Yep. Uh, Jack, we're going to just stay away from. Jackson, Bulger, <laughs> what was yours to recap? What were your three events? Um, I think I'm going to do some races here in Portland, uh, some road races, some crits that they have at Portland International Raceway. Um, and then... I'm obviously going to do some of the Wednesday night mountain bike races there in Spokane. Yeah. Um, and then, as we know, I'm doing the Belgian Waffle Ride in July. That's all three. Yeah. I'm doing Belgian Waffle for sure. I'm doing probably all the Wednesday night mountain bike races. And I'll talk about those here in a second. Um, I am also doing the River City Omnium, but I'm only doing two. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to do the time trial. I don't. It's only I'm... 20 minutes. 20 Twenty plus minutes. I'm just i I don't want to burn a match on that one, and so I think I would, and I would freak out about it, and I'd be it'd be in the back of my head. We when <laughs> things would get hard, I'd be going like, "Fuck!" See? I did the time I trial. I can yeah. back off. Yeah, I shouldn't have done the time trial, or I wouldn't get dropped right now. See, so that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm going with that. And I'd do the Vance Creek if we could find out when it was. Things like that. So uh, speaking of races, the River City Omnium, um, if you're in our regional area, check it out. Um, I don't know their website. I should know their website. Facebook. Look it up on yeah. Facebook. River, River City Omnium, right? Uh, RC3. So it's River City. Cycling Classic. Uh, yeah, Cycling Classic. Okay. okay, look that up on Facebook. Another one is um, if you're in our region, uh, a good friend of mine, um, well, good friends of mine, um, Eric and Gino or putting the one and only Gino putting on once again their Wednesday night uh, mountain bike series, which mm-hmm. is a f- shit ton of fun. Uh, this year, obviously, it's with COVID, it's it's restriction galore. But uh, you pre sign up for a, a, a kind of a 
mini group start time and it's it's kind of time trial format mountain bike style um i'm thinking about doing it on my gravel bike just for shits and giggles just because it's like i got to get used to my gravel bike a hell of a lot between now and july so i'm thinking about doing that can i ride my hardtail you can that's what i normally ride yeah they made fun of you they will make fun of me again (laughs) Well, you should be accustomed to I'm being made, made fun, fun of. of yeah. But there That's will why be, you come here. <laughs> yeah. tough enough. Right. There will be less people to make fun of you because yes. they're going in small doses. <clears> so, <throat> so it's like, you know. Breaking news. Oh. July 10th. It's a Saturday. Vance Creek. I'm fucked. Jackson and I are on our way to San Diego. Well, Jack and I will have fun. Yep. I can ride the course like every time I go to the harbor. Mm-hmm. But you can't you know, shower you know afterwards. Who I, I have a shower now. Oh, it, shit. I, I got it ready before you guys He's actually. He's got oh, two five-gallon buckets to catch the water. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> is it, you said July 10th? July 10th. Okay. Hmm. Do you know who made the, did the course, created the course? Um, no. Hmm. Originally? Yeah. The Well, there was um, – actually, it was a state road race championship and a, potentially a race – Prior to that, before 1988, and I want to say that um, a guy from Montesano, um, I can't remember his name right now, hmm. but yeah. yeah. The, Gripping. Ori- the Gripping story, guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah, so much. I you know, let's get more. to the news, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he had more in the gun there. <laughs> I don't think so. He was shooting blanks. Fuck, I can't remember that. Should, <laughs> should have shook him off. Yeah. Let's check the news headlines, everybody. In case you were uh, not paying attention or if you were not a bike racer or somebody who follows bike racing, first of all, where you been? And second of all, why are you listening to my voice right now? Tade Pogachar, I, I, I'm never going to get his name right. I'm never going to get his name Pogacar. right. Pogachar. Succeeded. Seceded, actually, uh, his compatriot, uh, Primoz Roglic, as the winner of Liège-Bastogne-Liège when he outsprinted French duo Julien Alaphilippe and David Gadou, which I didn't realize. I didn't think about it at the time. He beat two Frenchies. Mm-hmm. That was, well. I, I, and Alaphilippe just had to be going like, Oh, the motherfucker! <laughs> this is twice! Last time I went nah, fucking In a five-up sprint for the oldest title on the cycling calendar, Veteran, I'm reading prepared copy. Veteran, um, remember when they used to call masters veteran? Does anybody remember that? Back yeah, in the veterans, day? that was yeah, old yeah. people. Yeah, Alejandro Valverde took fourth place with Michael Woods in fifth. They broke clear the race's final climb, uh, 13k from the finish. Woods forcing a split with a strong acceleration on its steepest section. By the way, um, I was going to put this in one of my questions later about it, but holy shit, did you guys know that Michael Woods put down 518 watts mm-hmm. for about 90 seconds on that attack? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I think uh, he averaged 480 up the whole climb. Did he? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah. So first off, is it just me or has this been a great season? Was I desperate for for racing, or has this been an actual amazing spring classic season? Anybody? Uh, I I think it's uh, I love. I've always loved this, but I think there's. We talked about it before, but I think people are these the young young bucks coming up are no, just no like holds, tearing it up. No holds barred. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not like old racing where you had had to earn your stripes. So it does mix it up. So yeah, I like it. Jackson, yeah, I think, I think it um, makes for an unpredictable race scene where nobody really knows who's going to win. Yes, we have the big three of Alaphilippe, Wout, and uh, Vanderpool, but 
they don't always win, so it's exciting. I like it. I love it, in fact. Jack's, Jack's just not, trapped. Nope. He's, he, he's drawing pictures he's again. He's in a safe place. <laughs> I, uh, are you okay? No, no, it's no. been very are exciting. You okay? No, I'm, I'm just going through this uh, Tour of Romandy uh, start okay. list. No, it's... it. I think I liked you better drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his wife so said. Fucking <laughs> said. <Yeah. laughs> now this is where I start drawing pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, no, it's, Gun to my head or yeah. something like no, that. It's, right? It is. It has been very exciting, and and the the guys that did come off cross season, the three, yeah. you know, plus um, oh, the fucking little short kid from <laughs> England, Pitcock. Pitcock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, amazingly long uh, uh form you yeah know, they did mm-hmm. they, they just held it and um i don't i don't know it just seemed like it was a little bit different season in a in a good way yeah no i agree uh did anybody actually foresee bogacha winning this thing did anybody actually no i i know paul you neither of us had it in our picks jackson you didn't either you had alaphilippe right which might make yeah. you the winner of this race by the way yeah, I um, I didn't I didn't see Pagacha winning, but right at the end, I was like, I knew he had a sprint because he's beaten Roglic in sprints before too. So I I knew it was going to go down to those two at the end. Any Paul, it, 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 I going into this finale, I honestly remember watching and just going, okay, I wanted Woods in that bunch. I I really did. That was and, one of my picks, especially Woods. watching him. Um, power up that final climb. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's fucking flying. And he's been close several times. Um, and I, th- I didn't know, you know, of that group. I, I was, I was pretty much convinced that Alaphilippe was going to win it because I figured he, ha- he of that final group had the best sprint going in. Boy, was I wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, especially seeing uh, Pogachar that towards the back and just kind of sitting on the final wheels and just, just kind of cruising. Boy, time to well, he, he learned from from uh, where to position himself when it comes to Alaphilippe sprints. Yeah, from from his his countrymen from yeah. LBL last year. That's exactly where where um, Roglic came from. Exact same spot. No shit. Think about it. He was in the yeah. back, and no one would even put him in the mix. And Alaphilippe launches, and but he pulled up sooner. Posted up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but God. still, I mean, Alaphilippe had not until the last like maybe ten meters was. Yeah. Was Al Al Philippe was in the lead, and then, yeah, Pogaccia just blew him out of the water at that point. So uh, the diva himself, Carson, was rooting for the uh, the master, the yeah, the, himself uh, to to pull something else out. Did anybody foresee that happening? He, there was no sidewalk for him to illegally ride on, <laughs> and he can't do his PEDs. Yeah, yeah, anymore. <laughs> Well, I, I, he would have he would have broke Merckx's record. They're tied at four. He would have had five LBLs. Mm. So the guy is still consistent at forty one years old. Shit, amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah, we got those young bucks. I mean, in front of him. So uh, Pogaccio was eight years old when uh, when Valverde won his first oh. when he won his first uh, eight LBL. Eight years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Could you handle? I mean. It's it would it's the equivalent of going to your, for me example going to work every day with my former students. Yeah, they're teachers as, now. as colleagues. Yeah. As colleagues, yeah, yeah. yeah it would. Yeah. 
I just, I mean, does there come yeah. a point in time where you're just like, fuck this, man, I just, <laughs> these kids. No, I just keep going, even really? on the local. Yeah. Well, like I said before, I'm racing against, you know, in these local races. Yeah. People, when they're my age, I'll be dead. I mean, you know, that's how I looked at it. They get cocky with me. It's like, wait until you're my age. Yeah. I'll be dead. I'll be dead. <laughs> I'd tell you I told so, you so, but I'd be yeah, dead. Yeah, let's, let's keep it down a little bit, kids. Think about that. <laughs> Uh, anybody have any um, any comments or note on the fact that Richard Carapaz was uh, a beautiful time attack um, disqualified for a super tuck? Jackson? Yeah. yeah. I was watching it and uh, I went like I this is like this oh. is the noise and facial reaction for the video watchers. Oh, I got to um, see I, this. I always go. Whenever like whenever something like that happens, and um, my girlfriend that I was watching with, she went, "He's gonna get disqualified. He can't oh. do that. He's gonna get disqualified." Immediately she said that, and it was like, I mean, of course she ended up being right, and it was like everybody knew that it was like, it, and and you could see in his mind that he was like, "Oh man, I, it's it's habitual." So you could see and you could see yeah. immediately that he was like, "I can't do this anymore." But, and that's, back up right immediately. that's the thing. He did it so quickly. And and uh, yeah. the the NBC commentary of Bob and Five Stars Horner. <laughs> <laughs> Paul said it best. He said, drink every time Chris Horner says you something about star. Yeah, Five yeah, Star. You'd be, you'd be oh, he's only destroy. a three-star writer. Yeah, three-star, five-star. Five star. Yeah, yeah five exactly. Star. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, but both of them were noting the fact that it was a quick it was it, like you said, Jackson. It was a oh shit! I can't be doing that, and and he immediately got out of it. But holy shit, you see eyes all over that. Too yeah. bad he, you know, he sh- too bad you know the super tuck isn't as dangerous as doping. Yeah, you know, or or, uh, or the fence cars cars yeah. parked cars on the, parked yeah. on the side. Holy of the road. fuck! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there, I've seen several. Everybody has their take on it. And this one guy made note that his butt was actually touching the nose of his saddle. Yeah, he wasn't on the top tube. So how you because the rule states that you have to have all contact points, handlebars, right? Saddle this is this is where this yeah. cloudiness of this rule is. Pedal feet on Just the pedals, the and then, yeah. But when you signed up, stand up and climb, you're not yeah. sitting. No. Yeah. yeah. So what? So you, you know what gives? Yes. So you're gonna be like pinkies and rectum. Well, you can't do <laughs> that fucking... because it has to be your hands. You can't rest your forearms. One guy had no, a... no, but his pinkies. I do believe. The... I do believe that's a new term. Pinkies, pinkies and, and rectum. rectum. Pinkies and rectum, rectum. boys. I... Could have killed him. <laughs> um, that might be one of when you do your little drink game. Yeah, mm. that might be a drink you might do. Pinkies and rectum. Yeah, yeah. or five star. Both of them. Yeah. Star. We'll know yeah. who that is. Five star just sounds like something uh, Nicholas Cage would say. <laughs> five star. It's a five star. Five star. He's a five star rat. The issue with like the issue <laughs> with Chris Horner I found was that he's so American. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Yeah. Go. Keep like, going. I, I don't know why I trust a British voice more. I've been saying this a bunch of times, <laughs> but like he's so American to a point where it's like, you just you're a little dorky. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you know, and I was saying that to my wife. I was saying, God, I just, I, 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 I agree with you. It's almost like I, I need a British dialect to make things a little bit more legitimate because it's a European sport or something like that. But then I, I was listening to Liege, Liege, and and the more I listened, 
that Bob and, and Chris started kind of getting into their behind the scenes stories of the years racing. And I, and I found some interesting stories they mm-hmm. were talking about, but I also find that they kind of tend to, to just uh, dumb it down a little bit more. You have to wonder if some of that is NBC saying, uh, you know, they're yeah. trying to create that. Well, let me ask you and, and Jackson about this. So when you watch soccer, especially like world cup, they yeah. have a mixture of, of you know usually Scottish or British you know commentators or people who are doing their um, you know halftime or sure. between stuff. What do you think of the American um, commentators in those? Because there are, there's always a mix. I'll go out on a limb here right out of the gates, Jackson. I love Alexi Lawless. I think he's an asshole, but I think he's great. Um, and so I do. I do not mind the American voices mm-hmm. on on soccer. How about coverage. you, Jackson? Jackson's going to have a much different take. I would imagine. Well, I really like I I find that in many cases when it's a, when it's a British commentator, it's not just only on like their focus isn't only on the one uh, league that they're commentating with American commentators. I really find that, that can be an issue where like um for instance like the person you were just talking about dad, uh, Alexi. Alexi Lawless, and there's yeah. another one, Felix Twelman who get like really passionate about only American soccer and then don't necessarily give the attention to the rest of the world, which is such a big part of it, that gets kind of frustrating to me, and it kind of like I lose a little bit of reliability when it comes there because there's so much bias. Um, but every once in a while, it is kind of nice to hear a different voice than the usual one that you hear. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but your thoughts on the Super League, Jackson? Um, it's I'm happy that the fans band against it or like like really band yeah. together and went against it because it is kind of killing like the modern way that little little teams can beat the big teams, which mm-hmm. is such a yeah. like a cornerstone of like English, like German, uh, French soccer. All of these really big leagues um, have that aspect. It's like a really important part of it. And with the Super League, you just don't get that anymore. You just make money at that point. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's all about. Did you guys see Jonathan Vodder's take on a lot of it? Over the mm-hmm. week on Twitter, uh, he was talking about the fact that he thinks cycling should go that way. It, yeah, cycling is more or less that way. So he says he almost wants to welcome different types of leagues, different types of um, not organizations, but you know, changes within that that element of the sport. That's so. a slippery slope right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's all about the big money, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I do I, I do want to mention before we drop off of LBL. Um, Women's race is actually really good, too. Uh, Demi Vollering from SD Works, uh, first big classic victory of her career. Uh, Beat out Anamik Van Vluten and Elisa Longo-Borghini, who is my, I keep rooting for her, and maybe I should stop, and she'll start winning more. I I think she's awesome. Group of five, uh, final group of five there. Um, And uh, who am I? I'm forgetting. who did a, the massive amount of the Vanderbregen. work? Vanderbregen did a ton of the work to kind of destroy that and and basically Set completely sacrifice herself mm-hmm. for that one. So but that she'll was, be the director for next year. Vanderbregen, yeah, for SD Works. Oh, that's yeah, not she a secure gig. Not a, yeah, what's that, Jay? I said, talk about a steady head. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, not a bad way to secure. Well, a her gig. her strategy. I, I'm wondering if it's. You know, as a as a director, is all you do is go up front and ride people off your wheel because that's basically what she can do. She's yeah. so strong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why can't you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> Just ride harder, man. Yeah. 
Um, a couple, a couple more things. Uh, well, the Tour de Alps. If any of you guys watched it, I, I did watch it. And uh-huh. I, again, I don't know if I'm just desperate for bike racing, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good uh, mini, one of those little mini stage races. Um, Simon Yates is hauling ass right now, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more from him, especially uh, once we get to Italy. Um, I don't want to get into a pre-Giro show because that's next week. So I, I, I guess I'll leave that at that. So Jack's been staring at the Tour of Romandy uh, start list the entire time. I haven't really had a chance to look at it. Jackson, did I send it to you? I sure hope I did. Uh, you did. I have it in front of me now. Okay, cool. Uh, returns after you're due to COVID. Um, any predictions for the one week? I call it one week because it starts on a Tuesday and ends on a Sunday uh, race. It would appear that the zero contenders aren't headed to this one. It's probably too close. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want to screw things up that close. So, um, does anybody have any preconceived notions going in about um, who might be riding well for the Tour de Romandie? Um, Jack, you've been staring at it. You want to. You want to. Yeah, I got any. <laughs> I any did, thoughts I, going I, in? Nah, I mean, <clears throat> you don't have to. I do did, your I did notice the lack of. Um, uh, the potential uh, Giro guys. They're just, it's like, it was, it was a They're little gone. harder to pick. This but. is much more of a Tour de France yeah. style of group, it would look like. Yeah. But, I mean, I have my picks if you want to. I mean, I mean, looking any of us, we're staring down the barrel of T- Garrett Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Richie Port. Richie Port's down there. Coin uh, to Quick Step. Oh. Yeah, Jackson, I saw you nodding your head. Yeah, shaking your head. Jumbo Visma is Chryswick. Um, I love the fact... Oh, shit. I thought... Yeah, Sepp Costa's there. I got Sepp on my, my radar. Um, UAE, we got riders like Mark Hershey. You know, it's, as far as Stage, overall... They're mainly, most of the teams look like they have like set up for stage winning. Yeah. With uh, Bora Hansgrove bringing uh, some unknown writer named Sagan. Sagwagon. Sagan. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's probably pretty happy about that one. So um, we're staring through all these names. Does anybody kind of pop out to you? Um, I, I'm i blown away that EF Education. TJ. He's yeah, still got TJ. <laughs> we're in the number one of that yeah, team. He's my pick for really? third place. <laughs> Podium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can do that. He's so. Yeah. How, how do we want to do this? Um, I and as I will offer, I again, I'm offering up just one of those wonderful perks. If you're a member of the pack filler, you can pick three riders with a chance to win prizes. If two of your riders end up on the podium, like Noah, there's a mug coming to you. Yeah, Noah Sutherland. Yeah, he, and, and apparently some people think you're. He's a double. He's my. He's my body <laughs> double. Yeah, yeah. Noah, a and stunt I, double. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Noah. When I uh, if there if you're listening to this show and if there are any public events I really don't want to go to, um, you're my man. You're the dude. I'm gonna just let There's my countertop. Go. There's yeah. a countertop upstairs that needs. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't finished the deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at nighttime I get with the wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Does anybody have? Um, so yeah, I'm offering that up there, and um, you can if you're on if you're a member of the pack filler, you should be in the super secret uh, double Dutch secret uh-huh. uh, probation group on pack filler. If you're not, 
I keep forgetting to say this on the show. If you are if you are a paying pack filler member and you're not in the super secret group, you got to let me know because I I, I can't. I can only do so many things, and some things I'm not very good at. But I can send you a link to get you. I'll get you his phone number, social media group. Yeah, exactly. So uh, pick three, and we'll go from there. So, uh, gentlemen, do we want to go with like, uh, do we go in three riders and a sprinter, or are we go in two riders, three GC? Okay, three GC. Okay. Paul, you, you seem pretty convinced. Yeah, yeah, I have already got my picks. You've got it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to pick Van Garden because he did actually show his face a couple I, of times. I got him. This last I'm, week. But yeah. I went you with. You can both can pick. It's okay. Can we? Really? Can we? Yeah, you can both uh, pick the same guy. And what Paul's happens? Picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, take you don't want to do that. Yeah. I've got, I've got, um, uh, Gronov- uh no, um, Kreuzweg. Stephen Grossfeig. Yeah. Okay. Stephen Grossfeig, and then I have Michael Woods because he's starting to show some color. Yeah. And and I'm the one that's going to pick Richie Port. What? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Where's that button? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> because and here's my here's my thought on that because Garrett Th- Thomas has had shit luck. Yeah. At this race, he's crashed out so many times because it usually rains and it's cold and it's miserable and that type of thing. But um, also, I don't think he wants to empty his tank on Romandy. And Richie Port came on, and I think he's going to be support role, and they're going to throw him a bone. Hmm. So that's my thought on that one. Hmm. There you go. That's Holy mine. shit. Maybe we'll see if he wins. I carry the luck. You carry the bad luck. Yeah. That's what mm. we'll know. Well, if he crashes, mm. the dude is just cursed. He's cursed. Yeah, if, you know what? Because I'm intentionally not going to pick Richie Port now. Well, I figured because I not... think we need to we need to put this to the yeah. test. We need yeah. to know if Who's I am got the truly power? a problem. Who and and also, uh, also I know that it's not, there's not nine stages. So he's crashes yeah. on stage he can't nine. Can't possibly crash. So I think I'm safe. He'll crash on a training ride that Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. <laughs> a couple days later. Yeah. Son yeah. of a. That's going to leave a mark. Ah, crikey. <laughs> Jackson, I'm going to let you go next. Okay. Um, I will uh, go for first is Garen Thomas. Okay. Um, and then I'm also going to pick uh, Miguel Angel Lopez. Ooh, Superman! Yeah, and then I was thinking about Stephen Croy's bike, but I said I, it. the coat hanger. <laughs> yeah, human yes. coat hanger. But I think I'm going to go as I usually do with an outside, kind of not big name, and go with the uh, Jonathan Caicedo for which team? EF Education. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Really, I like. Yeah, that. he performed pretty well at the Giro last year, so okay. Hopefully, it translates. Wow. Okay. Jack Broadhead, you've been <clears> staring <throat> at that photo yeah. like you're trying. Like it's one of those three D pa- paintings yeah. in the past. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I could never make those. So what you do happen. at the dog track? Yeah. Just <laughs> come on. I, <laughs> talk to me. I'm just kidding. Uh, so I I have uh, Garrett as he was the first guy I picked, but yeah, um, okay. Sep. Sepkus and uh, TB TJ Van Garderen. Wow, yeah. he's got it. This is this is it. Roman he's good bust. with one week ra- races. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's very good. At he those. is yeah. incredibly good at those. He's a good TT guy. And yeah. Um. Well, shit. Now I don't know what to do because I'm basically picking riders that have all been chosen before. Well, I've been, I'm going to do it. Um. I I'm I'm gonna I'm hoping. 
I see something from Garrett Thomas. That's my first. I really want to see something from Sepkus just because I love the guy. And I want to see something from Michael Woods. So there we go. Um, and I, my picks have been a little better this year. They haven't been suffering it's horrific, you've been watching. horrific things. That no. helps. <laughs> I watch. <laughs> not but, before. But not I don't like think I'm going to curse them. I, did, I, just, I feel like I've been a curse. Only, only port. Yeah, and, and I, maybe I, cross worlds. Oh, uh, let's try we're, if we're going to. Yeah. The, the Richie Port thing, we're going to give it a this try. This is our true. Yeah. Gamble. And then if it holds true mm-hmm. that he does win and I'm good luck or whatever, yeah. then we know you who start to curse. picking Mascon, Johnny Mascon. <laughs> and just yeah. watch him cream himself out. Yeah. And then we don't have to deal with him. Yeah. See, that's my thought. Take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just pick assholes from here yeah. on out. Yep. Yeah. And he takes one to no one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Whoops. Hey, everybody. In tech news, um, thanks to a scoop from our man, Brent Soderberg, uh, it has been discovered that Austrian brand Tubolito has just released a range of new inner tubes. Paul's looking at me inquisitive, and I intentionally am going to shift the camera to him mm. on this one because including the new Tubo MTV PSENS, PSENS, which can connect with your phone to provide quick and easy pressure readings on the go. <laughs> this is Paul's a tube. Gonna, what are you going to do? Just stop Hold on. Let me finish the story. <laughs> These utilize a similar construction to the original Tubolito inner tubes that first hit the market back in 2017 and impressed with their low weight, rolling resistance, and small pack size. Using thermoplastic elastomer, TPU, instead of bottle. So, um, first of all, we're now at the point where we can have a Bluetooth connection to our tube. Um, and I'm going to give you the rest of their press release, and then we'll go from there. They are also releasing, um, you know, although it's not blessed with the best of names, um, uh, pretty cool tech, right? Not bad, right? There's a chip, a near-field communication chip that sits inside the tube and is communicates with an Android or iOS device when held close to it. I'm trying to do this with a straight face. <laughs> to provide the current pressure readings. Retail cost. Does anybody have an oh, idea man. of how much these tubes are going to cost? 50 bucks a piece. 50 bucks a piece is spot on. Really? For yeah. A tube. It's just. Yeah. Um, first of all, my question for everybody on the panel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Why? Jackson, you're our, you're our newest guy into technology. So yeah, yeah, answer yeah. the question of why you would want a $50 Bluetooth tube. I'm going to be honest. I don't 
think I would. Uh, this is going to be one of like this is going to be probably a shock to everybody, but yeah. There are such things as um, digital pressure gauges out there that you can put on your valve stem and it can tell you the pressure right then and there. And you don't necessarily need an app and $50 worth of tubes. What happens when that tube blows? <laughs> You're out 50 bucks. Yeah. So I think there's an issue there. I Do I think it's a pretty good idea? Yes, I think it's fun. I mean, we're at the point where we have, as everybody calls it, beep boop shifting. Why the hell not? You know, like, we can do whatever <laughs> yep. we want at this point. So let's make a tube that tells us what our pressure is. I, um, let's move forward, as I always say. I, Jack's shaking his head. I so think they've I, dropped I it halfway. I, I want a tube that tells me the pressure, but that I can adjust the pressure on the fly. On your phone? Yeah, like I want to be riding, and it's starting to rain, and I'm in a crit, and I can drop it down to about 85 pounds. Internal gas and packets. Th- that's exactly. They they stopped halfway. That wouldn't that wouldn't weigh too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my thought exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, you know, put it opposite the valve stem, well, so it'll actually, I'm sure you can integrate that into the hub and the disc brake and the you know all of that yeah. eventually. So, if you're running hydraulics to your you know, brake front brake. Yeah. And why not be able to a little air hose in there? <laughs> yeah. Nanotech. It's, yep. it's, it's, uh, and the spokes would be the delivery system. I'm telling you, we could just go through the, the, the hub the, right through the spoke. One, hollow spoke. One, one hollow, hollow spoke. The hub one has, big spoke. Yeah. Yeah. The hub has the compressor in it. There you go. See. And it sends the air through the spokes into the tube. And you and you communicate with your hub. To give yourself your tube, see, I'm, I'm on to, we're on to something. We're all telepathically be mil, millionaires. Yeah, Jackson's this is excited. A really good idea. What? This is a really good idea, especially for like adventure cyclists. Yeah. Who like, like you encounter so many different terrain styles. Yeah, you go to so the like road and you want you pressure. Yeah. Yeah, like like Jackson, we're going to be doing Belgian waffle ride. It'd be nice to go. Like I want to, I want to drop the pressure down a little bit here. And now that I'm back on the road, just. <laughs> back up yeah internal internal i'm gonna work on that when i get home the 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 power for the generator the power for the generator this is a guy with buckets under his shot but uh, i'm giving you shit jack i'm sorry i'm such an asshole but (laughs) (laughs) the the power the momentum of the bike could power the generator and actually provide anyway paul what's your thoughts on this your old commodity son of a bitch i think we're losing our minds (laughs) (laughs) well first of all of course everything i relate to Immediately, I'm thinking in a race situation, it's unnecessary. Yeah. So that's what I, for the average guy, you know, and Jackson was talking about, like, I could see if they invented something that, you know, who, I don't know, adventure riding, you probably would have your phone in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know. And I know that Justin uh, was working on getting a charger. He was going across Washington State where a generator was built in his wheels that could charge his phone so he could do all this. Anyway, so, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea, but for our application, 50, 50 bucks, you know, you can sit there and see, oh, I'm 50 pounds, you can let some air out, you know, and, and do some rough, like Jackson's yeah. talking about, some jagged rut. And then you can see, you can pump up exactly, just carry a little mini pump and then jack it up to back to 50 pounds or whatever. Yeah. I, I guess that makes sense, but. Our cars have sensors here, too. Why aren't they doing this with the rim and tubeless? 
and not a tube. They're still working out on the tubeless on road bike. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep one thing keep at a time. From yeah. Right. <laughs> I will say something. Uh, Tubalito is also making mm-hmm. inner tube uh, that will um, benefit the the gravel riders out there in, in, in quite a big deal. I guess they're wonderful to pack with you. This is not one with, with Bluetooth technology in it. Um, super light, easily packable, uh, single tube, work with both 700C and 650B wheels, as well as tires with widths from 30, wi- 30 millimeters all up, all the way up to 47. Great thing to carry around with you. However, that ticket price is $34.90. So what do you put the balance on carrying weight? Yeah. Yeah, Paul's shaking his head. Yeah. Jackson, I'm, I'm waiting for the topic because I'm going to throw this in because I know what the topic is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, you know I, I, I'm going to add on to that. Hey, let's get to the topic then, shall okay. we? Our topic brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing Company, Jack. Excellent beer. <laughs> is He's oh, going to pee. Oh, Athletic uh, brews with a non-alcoholic beverages. Some call them beer, some don't. You guys, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Athletic has helped me lose 20 pounds while still having a beer when I want one. Low calories, great flavor. Warning, it is a different flavor. I'm not going to lie. It is not. You're not going to be sipping down a cold Belgian, you know, brewed German. by monks or German, you know, made by monks or non-monks, you know. <laughs> uh, and But um, once you get, once you you kind of get accustomed to the, to the flavor profile and check out all their award-winning offerings at Athletic Brewing or Hell. Just click on the link at uh, packfiller.com. I've got one up there. So, um, Also, thanks to our friends over at Mojo Cyclery. Guys had to take a COVID week off recently, so our friends over at Mojo, and they had, to, they had to quarantine a little bit. I guess there was some sort of an exposure over there. And this is a tough time for the local bike shop, so that means we all have to gather up and throw some support. Get your butt over to the shop, bring them a beer, and buy them something. I'm buy something from them is what I meant to say. It could be a chain, a sweatshirt, or overhaul your bike because you treat it like shit. So whatever. If you're not in the greater Spokane area, you know what? I'm sure the guys would be cool with me saying this, even though it's an ad for them. Get your ass over to your local bike shop and do the same. So uh, um, it's it's kind of funny that Jack's not here because I'm going to have to say the topic twice, basically, because little potty well, boys. Guy I was thinking. He should should we just talk about Jack while he's gone? No. What, what, what he should have done, and we'll do it the next time. He needs to take his phone with him, put on the YouTube live, so he doesn't miss a beat, so he can come back in. Shit. There we go. Or call in. He should call (laughs) in on Podbean. So we could hear him peeing. Let everybody know you you could be watching or or listening to the show on the toilet. You could. Yeah. And if you even respond, if you call, we'll hear you shitting. Yeah. Jack, we decided Let's next not time. Encourage that. Next time you go, yeah. We, next time you go for a potty break, we're gonna make you call into Podbean and and go into the bathroom and and do the you show. Want, you want to listen to me pee? <laughs> See, that's yeah. what we decided. What are you doing with my my toy keys? He what took my toy keys. That there. Your wife handed them to me. She what? <laughs> Shit. To, to She's like, go that. look. Anyway, you guys, uh, and the times they are a changing. Uh, remember when we could super tuck? <laughs> when we could put our spinaches on our handlebars, when our brakes worked no matter what wheel set we had on, or when cyclists doped on good old-fashioned testosterone. Remember those days? Mm-hmm. I think we're at a big crossroads in the sport. Um, and I, I don't mean that to sound melodramatic, but I, I, I truly do. Uh, bikes are changing. Racing is changing. Technology is obviously insanely changing. We just talked about 
freaking tubes with Bluetooth con- connectivity. And even the pro scene is changing. So uh, I, what I want to do is talk about the, the biggest changes and decide on whether or not they're for the better. Or, or should we just, you know, if, or should we just accept that these changes are happening and, you know, leave the pack, go off and die in the woods by ourselves so we don't <laughs> provide a burden to anybody anymore? You know, it's kind of like the rule of nature. So um, I, I'm, this is Jackson's fault. Yeah. This entire topic is Jackson's child. fault. Yeah, he's the evil <laughs> child. Um, so what I want to do is uh, I want to ask uh, several kind of generic, not generic, but changing styles of questions. And I want us to approach some of the biggest topics in the sport and go from there. So I want to start at the top. I want to start at pro racing. Um, kids aren't waiting to earn their spots anymore. Uh, these these little young young punks are just going. Hey, I'm a pro. I'm going for the win. Um, am I correct? And is this a good thing or a bad thing? Um, who do I start with? I guess I start go up in age. You know, start yeah, with Jackson and, and tell me what your thoughts Sorry, are on man. this on on the pro cycling scene. Primarily, uh, you know, we're going to start with primarily the road scene. Yeah, um, like you said, as we're seeing, uh, there are a lot of younger riders in and around my age. In fact. Uh, coming up through the ranks and taking some of the biggest wins, as we see with Tadej Pogacar winning the Tour last year. He's, what, 22 now, yeah. I think? 21? Jesus. Um, yeah, I know, which makes me sit on my couch and go, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> wasted life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I love it. I think it's, I mean, there's got to be a changing of the guard sometimes, and I think um, if you don't just go up and get it, you're never going to get it in the first place, so... Yes, there should be. Yes, there is some respect out there, and I know it for a fact. Especially, Pogacar saying how much he respects his compatriot uh, Roglic, who has a little bit more experience on him. Um, but yes, while there's respect, there's also um, sometimes respect needs to be overlooked, and I think that uh, you just gotta you gotta take what you want. And I think in a lot of cases we're seeing that happen, and I personally love it. And like I said, a changing of the guard has to happen. So. You just got to do it, and I, I don't think there's anything to be scoffed at in that. Guys, is this a faster changing of the guard than would normally happen, or is this just a natural order of things, go away, old man, and die? Valverde <laughs> uh, is not going away. No. no. Is it my turn in age? Uh, yeah. No, I don't yeah. know who's next. Yeah, uh, he's next. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. younger than you. So. Oh, mm-hmm. Fuck. Fuck it. Um... <laughs> So I was thinking about it, and, and this does happen, though. If you look at, and I hate to bring up um, Lance or, ah! um, I know, sorry. Um, oh, some of the mountain bikers that, <laughs> I know, sorry, man. You should do that as I the L comes out of my mouth. Well, it just came into my yeah. head, so I didn't even <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, some of the mountain bikers uh, back in the mid-2000s. Sure. Where and even like Cadell Evans, um, it's not you're going to grow up in France or Belgium or Italy and and you're a road racer and your dad was a road racer. There's all of mm-hmm. those guys and and you know, but but then there's people that are coming from other sports that all of a sudden you know they they were a triathlete last year and and they're winning big you know big races as a pro that you've never heard of these guys so it's it's not like that different it's different in the fact that we have a really young tour winner and 
in a really um, a, o- aggressive group of young guys, but I don't I don't know that it hasn't already happened many times. We're just talking about it. Uh, we're just noticing it more now, or, or I think we it, just we're, yeah maybe maybe. Paul, thoughts on these new fuckers? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, as I mentioned, I think last week where there were several several writers I've heard in different podcasts, um, Philippe Joubert, um, uh, Michael Matthews, um, I think, uh, what's his name, Durbridge, mm-hmm. talking about the, the old guard and the respect, and that's gone. The younger guys are shooting the gap. And I'm, I just started before I got here. GCN has a new release on their um, uh, one of their movies or whatever they call it. Their, their little yeah, the documentary documentary channel. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about jerseys. And it, and I just started it. And one of the quotes from um, Sean Kelly, who we both probably all three of us idolize, just said, "You know, there was respect in the peloton. And it's not there anymore." Wow. Um, so I I think that's. Coming from a crusty old bastard that I am, <laughs> I, I think it might be a good thing as in getting, to me, I find it very exciting. And so I think the old guys, what they need to do is shut their mouths and deal with it and, and beat them and, and find a way to beat them as opposed to crying you know looking it. at, yeah, crying about it. If somebody shoots the gap, next, next time I, I hear somebody coming up, I'm going to shut that door down. Yeah. I'm not, you know, that's what i like about bike racing it's just it's it should be organic and it should be changing and i think change is good but some of the things in cycling industry that are changing i'm very not happy with we're gonna so, get to those i yeah. promise yeah we're, and that's why i ended there we're, we're talking about the this this pro mentality where these guys are coming in i remember back in the day back in the day there was this this patron of, uh, mm-hmm. the, of, El of the, yeah of mm-hmm. of the peloton you know the bernardi knows the things like that you know don't you dare attack kind mm-hmm. of a thing like that you know you heard stories of the zero where there was the piano 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 mm-hmm. and then now we go fast and and things like that but but on the other side of the coin you're also seeing some burnout from some of these high pros you know the tom dumoulin marcel kittle where guys are just going i can't do this anymore it is just frying my brain has the sport changed i remember younger riders coming into a pro team and being nurtured and being brought about greg lamont couldn't do his first tour for a couple years with renault and things like that, and and it's all that's gone. It's like you're now mm-hmm. a pro. We're throwing you into the biggest race in the world. We don't care about your you know your knees or your brain or whatever it might work. Is that the evolution of the sport, or is that just the evolution of humanity, or is that just big bucks talking? It's big bucks. You yeah. think so? Society's yeah. changed. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean they're not going to pay like Le Mans, even though they did it that way. Le, they paid Le Mans broke the the. The million dollar yeah, record, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right off the gate, that never happened before, and and it's weird. Back in his day, was it eighty three, eighty four when he got when did it he was, get? It was it was a switch from <clears throat> no, he, when he became a pro Renault contract to, with Renault. Yeah, that's he demanded this high price, and it was like you haven't even hit, you know, the, you haven't even raced in Europe yet. What what the hell? But his million dollar contract wasn't until he no, clear. But yeah. he asked for more money as as a neo pro than anybody else. Oh, okay. And and people like Stephen Roach and other people were saying, no, we we were getting paid shit. Yeah. And and guys, a lot of those guys were working a second job, 
And that's why they're coming in. They would race into shape when when you saw all these early, you know, like spring classics and stuff. Sure. Now these guys are coming in flying. So it's a double-edged sword because now everybody, because we've taken the Kool-Aid of money, you're going to have to stay in shape all the whole time because that's your contract. Your contract is and, – and that creates that burnout. Yeah. That's where we – I think we're seeing it because these guys don't get to go – and, right. Take and, you know, easy. yeah, meet your buddies at the end of the season and, and drink beer and party up and say, hey, you know, in January, yeah. we'll hit hit the pavement a little it's bit. Not and give me two good months. It's give me nine good months. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah. Or more. Well, we're seeing it. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. You're right. We're seeing guys who need to be, ex- who are expected to be on the entire year. It's not just you specialize as a Tour de France rider or something like that. And I think it's across the board. Look at uh, European football. Those guys are always, they have to stay fit. I yeah. mean, they well, naturally because their seasons are pretty long and then there's always European play, you know, all the different in, in the summer and between. But still, but the more the money goes up, the more they're expected to perform at all times. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's money. Jackson got anything to add or no, should I jump? No, keep going. Yeah, okay. I, I'm just like really intensely listening. There. Yeah, Sorry. I think super teams are changing too. We had times where we had these these you know. I I think of super teams over over history. I think of Renault. I think of Lavi Claire. I think of Benesto. I think of obviously USPS, um, and things like that, where we had these teams that were focused and built around one specific objective, and things like that. And that seems like that model seems to be going away or changing you see what Ineos is doing now still obviously a team built for for grand tours and races but, but all th- three grand tours yeah <laughs> all three grand tours and yeah. they're also being yeah. highly combative in, in in some of these other right. smaller races do we is is the age of the super team gone anybody jackson no i don't think so i mean we're seeing the likes of dequina quick step obviously as you just said Ineos, uh some of these other teams like if we're being honest, yes, Jumbo Visma has a much smaller budget than the likes of the Ineos Grenadiers, but they're still creating these teams that with the likes of Wout Van Aert or Tom Pidcock, these type of riders, it's like one rider puts you into that upper echelon, and then you can immediately compete for all these different races. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it, it's really just having the, the amount of riders, and I, I think there's always going to be the, the bigger teams who have the best riders and who can take the best riders um, kind of like a Bayern Munich in Germany um, can do the same thing. Um, but for instance, an Intermarché, once you go bare, is never going to be able to do that because of their smaller budget. So I think there's yeah. there's always going to be that big price gap. They do have Jan Bacalons, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and who Louis Minkies, you yeah. know, just saying. But uh, um, anybody, any thoughts on the on the on the super teams? Jackson summed it up really well mm-hmm. there. I'll just I'll just let the kid have it. That was good. That was really good. Um, how about these rule changes? How what is with these rule changes, people? That was my Seinfeld. Um, what the fuck? I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I I know that you know, and I'm one of my questions later on is going to be about the governing bodies of the sport and how we see these changes, but. Um, any additional ones that you see on the future? Why don't they install, for example, why isn't there a lifetime ban on doping? Mm-hmm. One one and done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, why don't we have just, you know, money. boom, B-sample came back, you're fucked, goodbye forever. It's money. 
Yeah. Because it usually, I mean, it's going to be a start because when you hear somebody got busted on a lower team, they're like, ah, no big deal. Yeah. It's it's the bigger guys that get busted, That's that affects the whole sport. I mean, Lance really put a stain, mm-hmm. obviously, because of what he did. But everybody was involved. Well, yeah, his tests that, that, were, that did come back positive, the UCI, you know, through the – the the ways you could kind of brush it under the rug, you know, with you know donating to the drug enforcement sure. side of the UCI. Yeah. It's like, well, and then and then having that doctor's excuse, and it just, you know, it's Corruption. they would never do that for a lower tier yeah, rider. Well, we're not getting to the government bar yet. So why are we, but why are we looking at why are we Focusing so hard on sock height and puppy paws and arrow tucks, uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's. Well, I, I Jackson's about to say something. Oh, go, go ahead, Jackson. Go, go. Dude. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Um, the one thing I will commend the UCI on is um, they're taking action before something bad has happened. Um, I think the barriers is one of the instances in which they. They kind of uh, failed a little bit and dropped the ball. They didn't really implement a fully safe barrier until it took something pretty drastic to happen. Um, but then we're also seeing uh, with, and I've made this case before, with the super tuck that um, what what they're thinking is they don't want to influence the younger rider in a lot of cases, and they don't want to have to outlaw it before somebody's gotten into such a bad accident on the super tuck that it becomes like a really big deal. Um, which I, I do respect. And I think that they are thinking as not just a governing body that is about um, a very select percent, like percentage of riders, but they're rather thinking of the whole community of, of the world of cyclists, which I do respect and I think is a good call. Um, I think where it is, um, where the issue is, is the enforcement. And the rather than a first offense is a slap on the hand, instead it's a disqualification, like, I feel like there needs to be some, yeah. yeah, I feel like there needs to be some discretion there, but I, I just see the whole thing. I see the whole thing is absolutely asinine right now with some of these things. You know, I, not to pick on you, Jay, but I'm I'm taking off from where you went. Um, If I watch a sword swallower on America's Got Talent, I'm not going to go down to my basement and start throwing knives down my chest. (laughs) I mean, um, I'm not that fucking stupid. You know, there are thing of the herd moments. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I I could watch Pele do a bicycle kick, and I'm not going to do it because I'm going to snap my neck in half if I try to flip over backwards. Is there a point where is this really what the UCI is focusing on? Are you is is it truly that is that truly the issue that you're worried about copycat kids doing a super tuck and suing? the UCI to take away all your money that you can't have your condo in Switzerland anymore. I, I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with this. And my, and I, in doing that, I am going to jump a bunch of questions ahead and bring in to how the sport is governed and what we're seeing in terms of how the sport is governed. Uh, is it being governed? Well, are there alternatives in the future? Um, I think of, I think of our, our friends in gravel racing who are probably about to be completely encompassed within these, these governing bodies, and I'm sure they're fighting it tooth and nail. By the way, sorry, gravel, you're going to fall the way that mountain biking has in, in, under that umbrella of, of control. So I, I guess I, I'm opening it up to USCI, US, US, USA Cycling, and those types of things, and, and what's going well, where are we headed, is it going to get better? Or are we just going to get more worried about fucking puppy paws? 
Well, I, I think um, we live in an age when it comes to, like, the, you know, no one has crashed in the pro peloton, as far as I know, doing puppy paws or yeah. – and, and it might be preemptive, right? But we don't worry about that when it's it's a 30-man sprint, you know, and guys are going down all the time. Yeah. Um, I think the UCI is reacting on those particular, in my opinion, those particular things, uh, because in today's day and age with social media, it's all about image. Mm-hmm. Everything's about image. That we are supposed to be a represent this. We don't want young kids to do this or don't do this. I mean, before they made it illegal, every time a writer did that, American commentators is like, ah, I'm not comfortable with that, or you know, don't try this at home. How many times do they say yeah. that? Yeah. Every single time. And it's like, why not? I mean, there's, we have trials guys jumping across. I mean, are we going to stop yeah. televising uh, Red Bull stuff where guys are doing right. tricks? They're yeah. like, that's foolish. And and I'll use the NFL is like I used to be the biggest NFL fan around. The rules have got so thick and so stupid. Possession of the ball, it's not a fumble because, and it's slowed down because of looking at it. The more rules you have. The more clogged up, the it, less appealing to me, yeah. and and I got into cycling myself because the simplistic part of this this mechanical thing that gave you a mechanical, uh, you know, advantage to to going down a road. I got to choose the gears that I want that I think made me go faster. Now we've got everything possible to get arrow and blah blah yeah. blah blah, and yeah, I think we're just getting deeper and deeper into mud. That's Hopefully we can just pull our heads out. No, but I don't know. UCI is very much like the FIA for Formula One. Yep. So it's yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's all controlling and 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 FIFA. I think they're and probably so they're trying to get and the IOC like yeah. NASCAR mm-hmm. where you <clears throat> like everything is is extremely controlled and uniform and you, you know you can you're out for for you personal expression or mm-hmm. that type of thing so um images is, is exactly huge. whoever said that mm-hmm. was i mean it's it's all about that almost like dictatorship of one person the president of uci in control right now you know through the years there's been bad ones and i, I don't see that it's 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 europe it's still very much like uh, formula one i mean it's yeah. Well, just real quickly, because I know I've been bogarting it, but image, the thing is, is why do you need to protect an image? If you think about it, it's because sponsors will say, I don't like what your what your sport is projecting. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. So the money, again, is what's driving it. So I'd like to see local racing, and we'll get more further into this discussion, yeah. but like bike parts and all that type of thing. But, um, yeah. I'd like to see that grow, but if you start putting more rules on it, who in the hell is going to want to race? Jackson, you want to take us out of here before? Hey, you boys, let's keep sweating. You want to take us out of this one, Jackson? And, and do you have any any kind of 
you know, like especially like, is there an alternative to what we might see in the future? Is is it going to be? I mean, and and this is kind of tracking back to what uh, Jonathan Vodders was talking about in terms of this alternative leagues, alternative things, taking us to a new style. A lot of riders, uh, pro riders, going over to gravel racing and adventure racing and different types of things like that. Where does the future take us in your in your thoughts and your opinions? Where where are we at the crossroads, and where do you think we could go? Um, I mean, I think we're at a time where uh, riders, because of um, especially like we were just talking about, a big subject was uh, social media. I think riders have um, even more of a voice than they did before, and they. I, I think we're going to see a lot more riders speaking up on these type of issues because they just because they're not going to just accept some of these things that are coming at them. I mean, I saw, for instance, I saw Matthew Vanderpool out in our money. Like I think Tom Pitcock as well. Don't quote me on that one, but I think they all were saying goodbye to the super tuck. And, and I think that is these types of writers are just the beginning. I mean, with the younger generation coming through, we're going to see so many more voices being heard through these platforms than we did before. Well, I'll, I'll kind of rebuttal that using Pitcock as an example I think you still are controlled by the money part because Pitcock made a comment about his his finish against um, on, uh, with Wout yeah. at Amstel. He had to to delete it because he made a comment and apparently it didn't go over very well. Yeah. And you know that the powers to be said you got to pull that out. Um, so I think we're they are is I, I'd like them to have a pure voice. And and the person that got ridiculed for actually speaking his mind was Chris Froome on, when he talked about his bike. He's sure. flimsy bars and stuff. People were like, why is he talking like this? Why is he dissing? You know, you're supposed the to sponsor, promote this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We promote are, your, yeah. And there are so many more expectations upon riders. And, and social media is such much of a larger glass house that these guys are living in. Yeah. I mean, we could we could look at, at what Chloe and what Quinn Simmons have done to themselves and their careers in in their in their social media mm-hmm. commentary. It's not a an interview for Winning Magazine. It's not an interview for Villanews. It is a random tweet, but unfortunately, hundreds and thousands of, if not millions, of people are reading at that point in time. And that boy, my God, to be able to have to take that into account. I just want to race my bike hard. I don't want to exp- be expected to be some sort of a new, you know, spokesperson. And yeah. I get maybe that's why we're seeing some of this burnout. These exactly. People, it's just it's, it's too so much, much of pressure. A it's too much of a demand. L- let me ask hey Jackson, if you were a pro cyclist, would you have a, a Twitter account? Would you pursue that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah, um I mean, first of all, I I definitely would um because I think being involved with uh people and the fans is like a big cornerstone of the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think that's a really big part of it, but I also think that um with social media it leaves uh a lot of thinking to be done with the writers. Unfortunately, um with Quinn Simmons and Chloe, they made a pretty big mistake on a pretty big subject that is I I do get that they were uh it was a lapse of judgment, but I think you just don't have to comment on these type of things. So yeah. I think it all goes back down to, like we were talking about earlier, common sense. You know, tweet what you know is not going to be controversial, and you'll live your life happy. Yeah. So that's that's what I try to do, and and that's what I would do if I was of that pro level. Well, and, and I'm just expand a little bit on that. So uh, I heard, God, I'm trying to think of who it was. Oh, it was Connor Dunn on on CNN. Or CNN, 
GCN. GCN. Yeah. yeah. And they were talking about uh, the new insert that Vittoria has for tubeless tires. And they asked, would you would you be interested in that? And he goes, mm, no, uh, no, I still would stick to tubulars on a downhill. If you get a blowout, you know for sure. Yeah. And and this is GCN had already done a little segment about these particular insert. And it was a paid advertisement by Vittoria. Vittoria so, um, But the thing is, he made a comment. It's like when you're – and he could speak highly about this topic – if you're on a team and somebody does not like the product that you're sponsored, you're supposed to keep your mouth shut. In the bus, somebody goes, you know what? I blew a shift because of this or my tire yeah. went out. And he says it's poison and it goes through. But you can't say a darn thing. Yeah. And and that's the problem, you know, getting back to social media. The problem is these guys can't really speak their true mind. I wish they could. I I would find it interesting. But I think – a lot of that's tailored. So a lot of it's probably behind closed doors. I think there's a lot of pros that ride bikes that aren't necessarily the bike. <clears throat> They're repainted to look like a. Yeah, you know, they used to, but this is in the days of Huffy and yeah, Serata yeah, yeah, or, and, or Land Shark yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk to me about uh, on a more local and regional level. Do we where do we see racing as a sport coming? And that can be in terms of. The population of it, the style of it, and um, I, I think we can all probably agree that there's some form of another pandemic that's going to happen. Um, I, I think as a, as a culture, we'll to, we are too selfish and ignorant to not let it happen again. Um, so where is where where are regional and and local bike races happening? And I'm not just talking for us here in Spokane. Where do we see things headed? What kind of crossroads are we at? And do we have any crystal ball into where this is all going? Jackson, do you want? I don't want to throw you under that bus, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think uh, currently, I think we are seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I know that a lot of people. Uh, don't feel that way but when i see uh not to go too deep into the political pool but when uh mm -hmm. when i see the numbers of vaccinations it makes me happy so i think that is where i will leave that and i think there is going to be racing that will come soon you know the fact that we are getting emails about the belgian waffle ride shows me that there is something to look forward to and that there is something coming down the turnpike and so i think it's coming will it be a little different for a little while maybe um, but I also think that out of our current situation, there could be some sort of interesting and new types of racing that are coming. These time trials, these, um, these, these like virtual races, all of these types of things are new and fun and exciting. And they're a new addition to our sport, which we should not look down on because they're a way for us to survive. They're a way for the sport to survive and excel, which I really respect. And I am very happy with. Yes, the year has sucked, but there have been some pretty cool things that have come out of it. I think there are going to be different styles of racing coming out of this. I think we're going to see a whole different, you know, popularity and time trials arise are going to return. Um, I, I, you know, team time trials, group kind of mini group things like that because it's it's and people are going to find out what wow that was fun, you know the the triathletes the the fondo group is going to go that was less intimidating. I got to do the whole course. I think we're going to be shifting that. I think that's going to be a huge thing that's going to be a takeaway from this even though it's not a TT crit road race weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Guys, anybody? No? Time, time yeah. trials for sure. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with with the, you know, 
I think sometimes in a in a time of need, you you start inventing things, and and I mm-hmm. think that's what we've seen. It's not my cup of tea, virtual racing, but it, it got people out and about. So that's, I think that's a good thing, and maybe if time trials also. Okay. Um, yeah. I got ten minutes left, so I'm going to jump Jesus. through a bunch of I'm going to jump jump through a bunch of topics here. Technology as a whole: bikes, frames, components, GPS mapping, and traction, tracking, traction, riding with bone conduction headphones. Uh, talk about the good, the bad, and the middle of where we, what we've seen. Everything from Bluetooth tubes, all the way to heaven forbid. <clears throat> And and things like that. And things we like, things we're excited for, things we wish were back the old way. Um, I'm going to start at Paul. I'm going to let you go. Uh, things, right. Let's start with some good things you're seeing, first of all, Paul. Um, I do like the the way pro racing is, is going right now. Um, I, I, I really do. I, I It's exciting. I think there's uh, people that are stumbling into it, especially with the, the pandemic that we've had. I, I'm hoping that that will trickle, trickle into like the Tour de France because people are getting out on their bikes. Yeah. That once they see that, it's not so foreign to them because they're riding a bike, and that's the way it is in Europe. I mean, the average guy rides rides a bike, and so they can relate to the effort that it takes. But the guy who drives two blocks to the mailbox to mail a letter in the United States doesn't have. They're just a cyclist is in the way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm thinking positive there. On the negative side. The unfortunate thing is is uh, the evil child mentioned this rival group. <laughs> <laughs> it was electric. That thing is sixteen, fourteen, sixteen hundred dollars for a group, yeah. and and SRAM has really not progressed their mechanical group at all. Um, Where's which, the money in that? Yeah, because it, yeah. it's they make companies make money on OEM. So when somebody specs out a bike, Shimano rules that world. So we're going to have to have somebody like me, boutique individuals that like, you know, like wristwatch. Everybody had one. <clears throat> now, I mean, you define a wristwatch, you're, you're going to be spending 200 Everybody's Now it's a piece of, uh, you know, yeah. analog type of technology. So mechanical makes sense. Um, and I was thinking about this after we were texting and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like, and of course my passion is amateur racing. I'd like to see that grow because it was a big thing in my life. Um, I'd like to see uh, a little stop on this progression where disc brakes increase the cost of bikes because of the material used in the design and everything. Um, Electronic shifting jumps up. So the cheapest probably electronic bike you're going to find is at $4,000. That does not appeal to somebody. If I had a young kid, he wants to race a bike. I could have spent four grand plus drive all over sure. the freaking place. It, it it's, doesn't increase that. And I, Bart Bowen, and I'll I'll end here. Bart Bowen, when you interviewed him two years ago about mm-hmm. the Cascade Classic, um, he said he wanted to get juniors all on aluminum yep. bikes, a mechanical. Every everything's in, interchangeable. Aluminum rims. There's no advantage. And the problem is 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 the industry is pushing. This high-end stuff for the doctor, the attorney, the weekend warrior. Yeah. And I can't afford – if I crash my bike, I'm not going to be able to buy its equal. And mm. I can't even afford almost a rival that's going to weigh like five pounds more than my bike now in 2021. So, yeah, I that's the frustration for me. 
it, I like advancement. I don't want to poo-poo it, but when it costs so much, you know, both in, you know, my passion, road racing, amateur, and then also just in the dollar. Yeah. Jack, you want that to was, jump on Yeah, that, that was yeah. a good point. I, I listened to that interview with Bart, and he mentioned kind of like NASCAR, <clears throat> where everybody, here's your spec, this is what you're going to ride, and it keeps it around 1200 bucks or mm-hmm. yeah. whatever, and that's brilliant for um, junior racing. Yeah. Why not? Um, so it's it's interesting because if this was a podcast of twenty somethings, there would be no history of where you guys have been or where we have been. That's in, why I'm saving in, Jackson for in, last. In, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. He's in loading the, up. The bike yeah. that I started on versus the bike I'm expected to buy is like the Wright brothers, my grandma seeing you know being around for that and then being around for like you know space shuttle flights or sitting or, in a dc-10 or, DC or a 747 yeah, the concord, yeah, yeah. concord. You know. yeah. so so there's two th- two takeaways for me is because i've enjoyed riding all the technology that i have from point you know from the 10 speed with uh, you know five mm-hmm. gears in the back cassette um to uh you know just even even shifting on my handlebars but um, the, probably the best thing I can take away from this technology is that there's massive amounts of people and engineers that are like focused on the cycling industry. And, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was one tenth of that. So, so it's almost like the growth. It's nice to see cycling grow in a, in a like people people inventing bluetooth tubes that's yeah. this, as yeah. bizarre as that is you know somebody went to college and they have an aerospace degree and they decided to build bike tubes yeah. you know so so yeah. there's going to be some good coming out of it not necessarily that that's you know fun to ride or i'd buy a 50 dollar tube i will never buy a 50 dollar tube a 50 dollar tubular yes, yes. <laughs> see that's yeah but uh, jackson Take us, take us home on the on the technology issue. I know you're a guy who loves this. You embrace all this. This is something about what you're doing, and it's interesting hearing um, some of the conversations talking about making cycling inaccessible because of the higher cost of the, and advancement of this technology. But you're somebody who who embraces a lot of that. So t- so bring us around. Yeah, I think um, I think I love the innovation of it all and i think it is so fascinating too as what jack was just saying see so many people working so hard to create a to to move a sport along into a path that it's never been before um like i said before how like 10 15 20 years ago did we have beep boop shifting no we didn't Um, zap 15 probably and it's, I, I find this stuff exciting. And I think that, of course, I think that there are things that go too far. I personally am not someone who needs a Bluetooth tube in my tire because I just, that's not something that I, I that, that excites me and would be useful to me. Um, but I also think where we can go a little wrong is looking at something and going, that's a stupid thing to create because there's so much more to come after that. Um, you start with the Bluetooth tube and you end up with a compressor Bluetooth in your condom. Hub. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> Keep, sorry, Jackson. That's where you're going. Wow. Alcoholic beer wow. Too. We took, we took well, the sorry, wind sorry, out of Jackson. Sorry, yeah. Keep going, dude. Sorry. Yeah. 
Um, no, I was going to say, starting with like uh, a thing like disc brakes, it, yes, it's new. And yes, it's frustrating that we don't have the same type of technology as before. But unfortunately, with frustration, eventually we'll become, I, I think, uh, uh, happiness and an understanding of why things had to change. Um, for instance, how much did a cheeseburger cost at Zips in the 50s? Like 25 cents. You know what I mean? How much does it cost now? Seven dollars or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even know what it it's is. It's yeah. bound to happen. I think that, of course, I shouldn't be able to buy a specialized tarmac or a Pinarello Dogma for more than I could ever hope to buy a house for. I agree that that is a dumb idea. But unfortunately, that's how it's going to work. And I think rather than fighting it, I think we have to just find little nifty ways to work around that. I mean, I've got an entry level, like what most would call an entry level road bike, and I've put all I can into it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I think that's something that it needs to be looked at as well. And I, it just excites me. Like I get giddy thinking about this. I, I think the key thing that we need to look into is the implementation of this technology. Um, it is such a rush to put this stuff in. And I, you know, when Paul talks about disc brakes, I love disc brakes. I love how they handle. I love how they how they perform. But you know what? I don't think we're ready to shove it down people's throats. I don't think we've made a disc brake that can handle the amount of, you know, of travel that a brake should work so you can do a wheel change and it can have the amount of brake pad and things like that. I, you know, I think we're, I think everybody's so goddamn excited that we shove this stuff down the public's throat and we're going to all end up replacing stuff every three years until we finally find the right model or, Hey, guess what? Uh, You know, the new, Apple headphones came out this year. Is there anything different? No, they're blue. You know, I think we've got to, I think we've got to figure out how to pace these things, but because it's a cash driven industry, that's never going to happen. So the last thing I was going to talk about, but we're already at, uh, we're already at 90 minutes into our program, Jesus. gentlemen, is it, and maybe I'll bring this up on the ra- on the, on the next show is talking about the future of collectively as a, as a cycling community um how we where we what kind of crossroads we're at i think we could all probably agree that right now as a culture of human beings we are at a crossroads um i personally have never really understood how selfish especially uh people in my my country are um in terms of how they live their lives i never really knew it until I saw people who made a decision to put a piece of fabric on their mouth or not. And I realized how, how big of a problem that is. And we've got a, a divide in our sport. It's very similar to what we do in our, in, our, in our country. And we've got, because I ride a different type of bicycle than you do, you are different than I am. Um, because I am in a car versus on a bike, um, you are different than I am. And I think that alone is probably a topic for an entire show just to try to discuss why, you know, we we can all agree there is a cyclist versus cars mentality out there, which is hilarious because they're all, we're all just dumb assholes operating a vehicle. Um, but there is at, at any given point in time right now, I think all the bikes, all the bikes out there should probably be trying to, you know, get a little arm in arm and hands across America here and try to figure out a way to, to push some sort of a, you know, cohesive effort out there. Am I making sense? 
but I, I, maybe that's maybe that's a topic for another show. Unless somebody's got a bullet point they want to jump in and just kind of. Uh, it's a can of worms there. It is, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's funny. I had so many other things, and I, 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 and maybe we need to talk about these on another show. And and I apologize, especially um, uh, where women's racing is going. And I and you know and I I'm, you know we've talked about. We talk about women's racing on this show quite a bit, and there are, I personally believe, far better qualified podcasts out there to talk about women's racing. It doesn't mean I'm not going to, but I think um, I think I would like to talk about where women's racing has grown, but I also think it's got a fuck ton of a way to go. Um, but uh, I'd like to see where that's going. And, you know, things like I, I want to talk about where track's going. Jesus Christ, does anybody race track anymore? Hmm. Ashton Lambie. You know, is that pretty much it? <laughs> you know? Anyway. So, I'm out of time. We're out of time. Anybody Sorry. got anything they want to close with? Oh, just get back, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson's yeah, back here ride. soon. Yeah. Hey, happy yeah. birthday to Jackson. Yeah. Less than yeah. 24 hours today. When some of you were listening to this, that my little boy is going to be a year older <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, good luck on the finish of the college, the home stretch here, Chief. Um, for those of you interested in um, a team p- a club supporter of Pack Filler in any way, shape, or form, you're running out of time. It is the 26th, and we're recording this. I am going to end the uh, the efforts as of the end of April. Our next uh, gooder induced goodie box goes out. Um, gooder box goes out. Uh, the first of May, and then um, if you want if you want that great discount from our friends and our con- corporate companions, if you want uh, entry fee discounts or even free entry fee into the events we're going to be putting on here, uh, now's the time to sign up. And I guess I'll do that. So go to packfiller.com, click on the club pack filler, pick your level of commitment, and and get involved. And then I you won't hear me talk about it anymore until probably the fall. I know you're all collective sigh of relief. <laughs> Jack Broadhead, thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I love how you say that. That chair is yours. That's your stool. Yeah. If somebody sits there, I'll say you're in Jack's chair, motherfucker. Okay. Paul Main, thanks for being here, dude. Thank you. Jackson Bulger, thanks for being there. Your hair's I'm long. Here. I'll be there next week. Your Yay. hair's long, dude. You you got you need a haircut. I know. It's I I said before the show started, I was like, man, my hair looks really long today. It does. Get one next week. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and, and to you, everybody, thanks for listening online. Thanks for listening live, or thanks for listening wherever you happen to be. If you're on your bike, watch out. There are cars out there, right? Okay, that's it. Talk to you guys next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.